We're talking about the grace of God and to have a better understanding about the grace of God because there are so much uh, misperception about the grace of God. We're just waiting for things to happen rather than enter in by faith and, and capture the grace of God uh, for our life. And uh, this is such an important topic for us as a church because this church will only go as far as the quality of our life, the quality of the life of the members. So that's why we need the grace of God to operate in our life. So that every one of us, we have the spirit of excellence in us. In everything, we, we expect something special because the grace of God is with us. Because the grace of God wants us to be able to rule and reign with Jesus, to be the leaders, the influencer in this world to extend the kingdom of God. Uh, so we, last week we shared about in, uh, the different areas we got to excel. We got to excel in our faith. So if we are excelling in our faith, what does it mean? It means that whatever you do, you are not just ordinary. People can see that you, are, you have the faith. You have something special. You're doing it better. You're doing it greater you're doing it more successful than others. That's what it means to, be, to, to excel in faith. It's not just talk. And then we are to excel in speech. Speech, the words that we speak, is our inference in this world. So just now you have seen, you know, what kind of uh, conversation are you talking about? What kind of words come out of your mouth? What kind of messages is conveyed through you and how you conveyed it, okay, is so important. And then to, in knowledge, we are to excel in knowledge. So knowledge is the key for us to break through. A lot of us, we are living mediocre life because we do not have knowledge, right? But knowledge, when you know things, when you receive new knowledge, it takes you to another level that you have not been before. So we cannot uh, be uh, ignorant in this day and age. We must continue to grow and, and seek after knowledge. In anything you do not know that concerns you, right? You've got to seek after knowledge so that you can take, take yourself into the, the next level by the grace of God. So we're going to look at the scripture again. Uh, 2 Corinthians 8, 6-8. So we urge Titus, since he had earlier made a beginning to bring also to completion this act of grace on your part. Verse 7, But just as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in your love for us, see that you also excel in this grace of giving. I'm not commanding you, but I want to test the sincerity of your love by comparing it with the earnestness of others. Okay, so when we talk about the grace of God, it's not something abstract. It's not something that we talk about. Here, the Word of God tells us the act of grace. Grace has substance. When we say we have the grace of God, what do you mean? 
You know, grace has substance, you know, act of grace. Uh, so last week we talked about we are to excel in everything because of the grace of God in our life. So we talk about uh, uh, faith, we talk about speech, we talk about knowledge. But this morning I just want to continue in one more thing that is mentioned here in this verse, in verse 7. He said, but just as you excel in everything in faith, in speech, in knowledge, and the next thing here it says, in complete earnestness, in complete earnestness. Okay, so here it talks about complete earnestness. Now, some of us, we can be so earnest about certain things, but other things we couldn't care less. But the Word of God is saying we are to excel in complete earnestness. Not just lopsided, not just in certain areas we are so, so passionate about. Okay, so to be complete earnest, excelling complete earnestness is to be filled with passion. Passion. You know, if you read any books about uh, personal development, about how to be successful and so on, there's one quality that will always come up. A person who wants to be successful, they got to be passionate about what they do. You know, in any book you're going, you're going to see, if they are not passionate, they will not be successful. Right? So this is a quality for us to live successfully uh, by the grace of God, with the help of God, so that we can bring glory and honor to His name. Okay, so this is a quality that that we must have. Look at Romans 12, verse 11. Romans 12, verse 11. He said, Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Never be lacking in zeal. You know, a person who is unmotivated, who is not filled with zeal, what kind of person they are? Lazy person. Lazy person. And I like the Chinese translation. It says, uh, 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 be fervent and not be lazy. Be fervent and not be lazy. Right? The English version says, never be lacking in zeal. So if we are not zealous, if we are not passionate about things, we, we don't find the energy to do things. And we become lazy. Lazy. So when we are lazy, when we are not passionate, what do we do? When we are asked to do a job, we look for convenience. We look for the quickest way to do it, but we never think about doing the best we can. Just the quickest way, just to get it done. Okay? So a lot of people in life, when you are facing a challenge, and we talk about asking the Holy Spirit to lead us deeper into Him. And the Holy Spirit is leading us deeper. How? Through bringing you through problems and challenges so that you can go deeper into God. But what do we do? We look for convenience. We look for opt-out so that we didn't learn anything. And we are asking Holy Spirit, lead me, lead me deeper. But when there is problems, we try and think of way, the way out. Rather than, God, you know, you take me through. 
What are the things that you want me to learn? What are the qualities you want me to develop so that I can go to the next level? But we are lazy people. We're lazy to think. We just look for the easiest way out. Okay, so if we do not have the spirit of excellence, we become lazy. Lazy in thinking. And then when we, are, we do not have the spirit of excellence, what do we do? We like to find excuses. We like to blame people. We like to be defensive rather than uh, uh, wanting to know the truth and, and, and seeking for the best solution. So all these things are, are symptoms of people who are not passionate, who are lazy. So that we, we do not enter into the spirit of excellence uh, uh, in our life. It's very frustrating. Uh, 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 let me tell you. If you live in the midst of people who, who are mediocre, who doesn't want to excel right, in life, and all they do is just doing things, right? Rather than having that spirit of excellence, wanting to do things well, do things good, and do things better. Okay, and uh, so when, when you're passionate, you don't mind working hard. You don't mind spending the extra hours, you know, in a job and thinking about what is, what is the best solution. You don't mind because... Because you're passionate about the thing, right? But if you're not, you're lazy. you find the quickest way out. Okay, so passion. To be full uh, uh, of passion is a key for us to be successful in what we do. It's a key to enter into the spirit of excellence. So being passionate, you become very motivated, self-motivated. You're enthusiastic. You know, and you take initiative. You don't need people to wait and ask, ask you. You know, you take initiative. You, you are just enthusiastic about the, the, the thing. Ephesians 6, 6 and 7, it may not be in the scripture verse. Let me read to you. Ephesians 6, verse 6 to 7. Obey your master, not only to win their favor when their eyes is on you, but like slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from your heart, Serve wholeheartedly as if you are serving the law, not men. In verse 7, he says, serve wholeheartedly. So a person who is full of passion, work is not a chore. Work is no longer a work. Do you understand? Right? Because you love it. You give your heart to it. Not a drag, you know. Uh, so, so you're no longer just earning a living, getting your pay at the end of the month, dragging your feet through every day, wishing Friday will come earlier so that Saturday will be your free time. You might as well go and die early. Don't live in this world. But if you're passionate, Monday come along, you are you know, full of energy because there you go again. You're able to express yourself. You're able to put, put your talents into good use. You're able to contribute. You're able to, be, to feel satisfied about what you do. Be proud of what you do. Rather than earning a living, looking at boss face, you know, serving them when they are around. Wow. Some people tell me, hey, this person, pastor, when you're around, he, he, he serves differently. But when you are not around, it's a different story. 
What a lot of nonsense. Okay, we are to serve. We are to do things with our whole heart as serving the Lord. We're not there to earn a living. We're there to give our life because we're passionate about serving God. So people who are passionate, you can't stop them with difficulties. Right? They will find ways to overcome the difficulties. If people who are not passionate, they look for excuses. Eh? You see, cannot do. Eh? That's the problem. You know, I have one particular person, every time we, we, if we have a meeting, if we talk about certain things that he knows, he will start with this. The problem with this is he never come with the answer. You know, we have this problem, but the answer is this. We got to, you know, press on and make sure everybody uh, uh, resolve the problem by, by, by dealing it this way. But he always tell me the problem is this. You know, you want to do something. The problem is this, but not the answer. So until eventually my spirit gets so disturbed now, you know, I think if I hear this phrase coming out, I'm going to scold people already. How are we going to move on if all you talk about is the problem? It's about time. You think about the solution. You think what can we do? How can we break through? That's the spirit of excellence. That's you know, passionate about things. You look at the early church. When persecution begins to start in Jerusalem, you know, there are people who become quiet as a result of persecution. But there are people who disperse from Jerusalem. They begin to run for their life. But whenever, whenever wherever they go, they continue to preach the gospel. You see, you can't stop them when they are so passionate about Jesus. You can't stop them. Even if they have to run away from their life. So that's why they preach the gospel in Antioch. Because they ran there for their life. But they continue to preach. Passionate people, we face challenges, we face difficulties, but we always think how we can overcome it. Because we're passionate about it. And then passionate people are creative people. Because I mentioned earlier on, we will face problems. But passionate people will think of ways how we can overcome. So they become creative in that kind of environment. How does creativity come about? Creativity come about as a result of a problem, as a result of an inconvenience, you know, uh, difficulties. And then you think of how we can overcome it. We think of ways how we can uh, 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 solve this problem. And as a result, creativity is birth form. It doesn't come because you are sitting in your room and begins to think. That's called dreaming. Dreaming and creativity is two different things. A lot of people, we have so many dreams, but they never come true. But creative people, they make things happen because they are thinking of something that is practical, tangible, something that can move us forward. So creativity comes out of a lot of tries. 
You try this, you try that, you think about this, you think about that. It doesn't work this way, it doesn't work that way. And finally, suddenly you think of something that works. That's creativity. Okay? It's 99% perspiration, 1% inspiration. Talk to Thomas Edison, how he invented filament light. You know, it's 99% perspiration. You try this, it didn't work. Almost a thousand times, more than a thousand times, you try different things, it didn't work. You learn from it. And then one thought came. Inspiration came. You know, you found the answer. That's creativity. So we are created to be creative because we have the nature of God. Now you know how it comes about. Not in your dream, not in sitting at home, shaking your leg, but in trying, trying. This doesn't work, that doesn't work. What works? So finally, you, you found a way and, and you, you got the answer. Okay, and, and that's how it came about. A lot of sweating, a lot of effort into it. So passionate people, they are, you can't stop them, they're creative they are also very focused, very focused, passionate people. 一个日程的人，他们是有是有焦点的，focus. You can't distract them. You know, they are so focused in what they want. They are so focused in what they want to achieve. They will continue to pursue, even though it may be difficult. But they will continue. They are so focused in what they do. In order for you to be focused, what do you need to do? You've got to forfeit what is good for what is the best. Okay? So to be focused, you have to give up a lot of good things. That's the difficult part. Because we are not willing to let go of those things which we think is good. And go for the things that you want. Look at Bill Gates. You know, he was studying Howard. Would you give up your place in Howard to pursue some stupid ideas in the eyes of people when you can't see anything? Right. I, I think if my son can get into Howard and he wants to quit halfway, I will kill him. I will tell him. He was such a stupid fool. People want to get into Howard, cannot get in. And you got in, now you want to quit? What's this silly ideas of yours? Don't you think so? So in order to focus, you've got to give away some good things in order for you to pursue after what is the best, what you have. You know, so in his mind, he already saw that, that, that desktop computer, you know, in every home. Even though now the one that he borrowed, they go and use the IBM com- computer is like the size of a room that big. Can you imagine? That big. And they are thinking how they can change it, create something that sits on, your, on top of your table that every home can have. You know, they're so passionate about it that they're willing to give away, you know, a, a Harvard 
education to pursue their dreams. So a passionate people will be disciplined. They would be disciplined. While their, fan, uh, their, their friends could be partying around, you know, living a good life. Every day, they are working on that project. How to break through, how to, you know, have the code so that they can invent this personal computer that will land in every home. You know, they're working away. Right? Every successful people, we envy them, we admire them. The thing is, we don't see the sweat. We don't see the hours they put in. We don't see how passionate they are in pursuing to bring about that success. We just love the glamour, the money that they have, how they can use their money. But we don't see, you know, the sweat that people put in. So for Christians, we don't ever say, I leave it to God. I just pray and I leave it to God. Don't ever say that. Not in this church. I know every church, they talk like this. I pray about it. I leave it to God. God is saying, I'm leaving it to you. I've given you the ability. I've given you the grace. I've given you the creativity. Everything is inside. What are you going to do about it? Paul is saying, the grace of God that is given to me was not without effect because I work harder than anyone. But so many Christians, we just say, I pray, I leave it to God. What happened? I can tell the answer now. I'm not God. Nothing happened, right? Nothing, right? Because you leave it to God. Nothing happened. So, God has entrusted us with His grace and ability. And He said, excel in everything. You got to move it forward. You got the potential. It's there. But you got to take responsibility. So you got to pray as if everything depends on God. But you got to work and do as if everything depends on you. Not just stop and pray. You know, I leave it to God. If it's God's will, it will happen. So look at the scripture in James. James 4, verse 13. He said, now listen. You who say tomorrow, uh, today or tomorrow, we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why do you not even know what will happen tomorrow? What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. He didn't say, oh, because it's a mess. Our life is like a mess. We don't know what happened tomorrow. So we just pray, oh God, you know. No. He said, you plan. You plan as if everything depends on you. You go and plan what you want to do tomorrow. 
And then after, you know, when you plan, you, when you come before God, you pray. God, if it's your will, we will do this. We will do that. See, you plan. You don't come before God with nothing and say, God, you know, what do you want me to do? I don't know what to do. God, speak to me. I don't know what to do. God said, I've given you a brain. Use it. Right. And you start planning. But you come before God. God, you know, you are sovereign. You are the one who is in control. God, you know, yeah, if this is your will, Lord. And then you do it. If it's not God's will, God will let you know. But you keep doing it. See, we have too many people who just pray and do nothing. And you can see nothing happened. But we got to pray as if everything depends on God. We got to do things as if everything depends on ourselves. You know, last week I shared with you about this shop lot we, we, we want to buy for the Sri Inda church. It's gone. Somebody bought it. And I was so, when I heard the news, <coughs> I was nearly in tears. I was angry inside. We didn't get it. I was angry. Why couldn't I say, okay, it's done. We'll buy it. Why did I say, can you get somebody to open the door for us to look at it? You see, uh, we've been praying, God, give us a, a sharp lot. If we just sit here and say, God, give us a sharp lot, the sharp lot will not appear. We have to go there and have a look at it. We have to go there and see which one is the right one. Go there and plan for things to happen. But if we don't do anything, nothing will take place. I went up there a few times Reasoning. Initially, I, you know, I asked them BM site, you know, because that's that's their they want to start that church. I said you go and look for the place and so on. But I realized they 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 don't know how to look. Okay, so I have to go. Right, we pray, but we still have to go. We still have to hunt for the place. The place we still have to call up the people. In order to get that shop lot, it doesn't just happen because we pray and it's God's will. I know it's God's will that we should start a church there, for sure. But we got to get the place. Okay, so so nothing happened without you doing something. You know, it doesn't happen just by prayer. So that's why I told you, prayer is not the answer. Prayer is the in part of the answer. We got to do something, right? So if you're passionate. You know, you will plan, you will do something about it to make it happen. So, if we really are passionate, we so passionate people will take ownership. So you, you, you look at, uh, uh, listen to what I shared, maybe to you is nothing. But for me to have taken ownership of that vision that we're going to start a church in Sarinda is everything. It's everything. To get the right place, to get the shop run. 
you know, it's my responsibility. I got to go up there and have a look, see how we can get it done. I cannot leave it, you know, even though the vision stuck with the BM, but I take ownership to want to make it happen. So when you take ownership, it's a different story. You look at a church, when you take ownership, everything matters to you. You know, some of, you, some of us, we look at things as if that's the church. Oh, the church floor is dirty. The church, this is not done, but that. You know, we, we don't take ownership. But when you take ownership, what are you going to do about it? How can you bring about change? How can you improve what we do? You feel, you feel about it. Not just talk about it, you, you felt it. Okay, so look at Jesus. When he was 12 years old, he said, I must be about my father's business. It's, it's my father's business, but it's mine. I must be about my father's business. That's the difference. You know, he's no longer just to do a job because he's sent. No. He owned that vision. He owned that vision. And then, passionate people, we look into the details. Because we are talking about being excellent. Excellent. If, if you want to be excellent in anything, you've got to take care of the details. Some people say God is in the details. Look at His creation. Wow, everything is so... I don't know how to describe it. His design. God is in the details. So if we want to be excellent, we've got to look into the details as well because that determines the quality of our work. You know, this, this week, I asked my staff to design my name card. I, I don't give out name cards, so the last one I print is probably like eight years ago, 100 name cups still, still last. But the last person who designed my name card, he only indulge in his own design. You know, if you want to read my, my phone number, it's so small. You, got to, you need a magnifying glass to, to look at it. And my email address is not inside. He couldn't be bothered. But he, the design, you see. So that's not a quality work. That's, that's not excellence. But, but, you know, some of these people, they just, they just enjoy themselves. They don't think about why they design the thing. So this time, I wanted design. And uh, my, my staff, he gave me a, a very standard one. I looked at it, I said, no. I want my face to be in because I saw other people's uh, name card. Now they want to recognize the face, right? Because name cards too many. Uh, they want to remember. So I, I, I remember some people comment about that. So I say, okay, well, I need my face to be inside. And that's, that's, that's my, my, my I, I need my email and my phone and all this has to be bigger so that people can read it. So, you see, people, they do a job. They do a job for you. So I wasn't happy. I say, no, I, I want this change. I want that change. The first time I commanded and he did a change for me. When I come back the second time, I noticed some other things that need to be changed. So this got to be changed. 
third time, fourth time, fifth time. If you are working with me, if you are not having a spirit of excellence, you'll get angry, you'll get frustrated, you'll get annoyed. You'll think that this guy is just too much. If you don't have a spirit of excellence, you just want to do things, you just want to get it done. It was okay. So I have to fish up different ones, name card and let him see, hey, look at this one, compare this one, compare that one, compare that one. You see? And then, okay, this is a better one. So we follow this pattern. So until I, I, I wanted the thing change so many times, I also feel bad. I also feel bad. I almost want to say, okay, even though I noticed an obvious uh, improvement that we could have, but it's getting a little bit like too much. But finally, I still get it changed. Okay? If there's any fault with my new name card, that's mine. Okay? Nothing to do with other people. But, but I, I almost give in to say, okay, la, okay, la. you know, I tend to do that, you see, after a few times, okay, la, okay. So I didn't want to be too much sometimes. But this one, uh, I, I manage. Uh, but I allow, allow the person's creativity to come in. So I still don't know the back, back of it, whether it will turn out to be, to be what I wanted. Uh, it may not, because I would have do it a different way. But because his creativity was there, so I didn't want to disturb him and, and let him uh, do that. Okay, so what I'm trying to say to you is, if you want something done excellently, First time you may not see. Second time you may not see. Third time you may not see. Right? So, so you still have to look at it, look at it, look at it. You've you got to be patient. You've got to look at it. And then you realize, oh, okay, that, that got to change. And then you realize, hey, this got to change. I'm, I'm still not happy about my photo because it's, a, it's an old photo. It should be looking this way rather than that way. Okay? Next time you will see my, 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 my name card, you know what I mean. And even the size of the photo, they just give, put a standard size. You know, quite a lot is about my, my blazer. I want the face, not, not this. It's just, so even that, I have to tell them. So there's so many things I need to tell. And I would, would expect somebody who is doing designing should know it, not me. You see, so sometimes it's the frustration, Right? Uh, in order to do things excellently, you've got to be patient. You've got to look at it. You've got to review it. You've got to change it until it is done. Okay, the final thing. To have the spirit of excellence, to be, to be passionate. You know, if you're passionate, you just pursue. You just keep on, right? You want the things done. You want to die well. The final thing. If you want to be, pursue excellence with passion, You've got to work as a team. You cannot work alone. You, you need to have a team. At least minimum two, not one. At least minimum two. You see, when we work on this name card, if it's just one person, you know what it would be like. So I've got to have a, somebody to work with. Bill Gates, when they have that dream, or even Steve Jobs, whoever they are, when they have that dream, they have different bodies to be with them. They are not alone. Because when you are alone, you, you come into obstacles, you can get frustrated, you can just give up. But to maintain that passion 
right? You need somebody to be there to encourage you, to point things out to you. And then also, iron sharpens iron. You want to have the spirit of excellence. You need somebody there to push you, somebody there to rough you up, you know, so that you become who you are, right? The Word of God says, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another, another. One man sharpens another. So you need to have a team. You need to have people who will give you input so that you can see the things that you do not see. Okay, so, so these are the qualities. These are the, the secret God is giving us in order for us to live successfully in life. And we better lay hold of it because God expects so much from us. He wants a spirit of excellence in all that we do to reflect His glory and His honor. So we, we, we really need to, to move in faith, to tap into the grace of God, and we need to work hard. And this, this morning, I hope you have received a lot for you to work it out in your life, to make your life a success, to bring glory and honor to God. Shall we pray?